Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today I have a very special guest, Julie Steelman. As a toddler, Julie dreamed of traveling to Africa and knew the only way she could make Mm. that happen was to make her own money. This ignited her quest to create financial freedom and have cash flow for life. I love this woman already. She earned her way out of the corporate world at the young age of 47 by generating over $100 million in online advertising revenue. Julie is the CEO and founder of the Financial Freedom Institute and is known to her clients as a financial visionary, wealth coach, and selling expert. Her intriguing and innovative approach to helping pioneering entrepreneurial women change their financial destiny has resulted in her clients being able to design sustainable business models, generate healthy cash flow, and build wealth. Julie authored the highly praised book, The Effortless Yes, and has a 25 plus year career in iconic corporate brand sales. She uses her master's degree in spiritual psychology to translate her award-winning wildlife photography into teaching metaphors. Oh my God. I am so excited that you are here, Julie. And I have to also say I met Julie in person and she is a badass dancer. We met originally at the New Media Summit. You can always tell a wickedly smart woman who's going to be a great guest on the show by their dance moves. So welcome to the show, Julie. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here and share this space with you. I knew the moment I laid eyes on you, you know that you know you know when you fall in love, right? It's like, oh, girlfriend for life. I want to talk to her. (laughs) Yeah, well, I definitely want to talk to you and I want to make you the girlfriend for life for all of the Wikileaks Smart Women listeners who are out there because what you are here to do is really phenomenal. And not only what you're here to do and how you're here to help them, but how you actually embody and model it in your own life. So I want to talk about, you know, this calling as a toddler, you knew you had to make your own money. Can you talk a little bit about the backstory? What does that mean? Like you knew back then you had to make your own money. Tell me more. I know. Well, you know, I think I came out of the womb screaming freedom, which is actually the song on my phone when it rings. It's George Michael's freedom. I love that song. You know, I had three older brothers and a conservative parents and I'm this little kid and I'm mesmerized by Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom and these videos of Africa and like, you know, back then it was like you get up and turn to the 13 channels on your TV. There was no voice remotes. And I would just sit there mesmerized. And it was like, I think it was one of my first memories of having what I would call that direct instruction from the universe kind of moment. 
that was my adult language for it, where it was just like, I have to go to Africa before I die. Like I knew it was a soul calling. If I didn't do that, I, I like things were not going to be okay. And I didn't know what I was doing as a kid, but I kind of looked around the room and I went, these guys never leave their zip code. They don't even have passports. What, you know, and my parents were never let me go to Africa. They would never think about such a thing. And really it was just kind of all an innocent child who didn't know any better saying, okay, then the only way you're going to get to go is if you have your own money, no person, place or thing has leverage over you. You don't have to barter with anybody. Nobody has to tell you when you can take time off to do it or not. And somehow I was calculating all that. And so, you know, that was really the inspiration. And, you know, now today in my fifties, I can look back and go, that moment put me on a through line through all of my relationships, through college, through my career, through all my choices that led me to that moment where it became reality. And it's like, that's something, one of the first things I want to share with your listeners about that deep dream and surrendering to the leadership of that vision and that dream is so rich with so many things you can't predict and you can't control, but it takes you to this most exquisite place that's bigger than what you could have ever imagined for yourself. I love that. We're going to put that into the pearls of wisdom. Surrender to the leadership, leadership of your of vision it. and your dream. Well, it's interesting because that's one of the things that I often ask my guests on the show. You know, obviously you're a leader yourself, but you're a leader who's led. You're a leader who's led by your vision. And I often ask my uh, guests about valuing your own vision because I think mm. so many women especially wickedly smart women but women in general we are born visionaries right we are born with the equipment to see and to dream and to vision and so often in our culture that whole aspect of who we are is denigrated and so when a woman does get a vision there's often this hesitancy at the very least and suppression at, you know, the worst end of things yeah. uh, around the vision. So can you talk a little bit about how you cultivated a life where you valued your vision and you trusted your vision and you surrendered to the leadership of your vision? Yeah. And I know, and I love how you said that. Oh my gosh, that was like, gorgeous and juicy right there. It's like, I think we're at a time where we're learning. We actually are free to express our feminine power, but the law of the land, if you will, has laid down all these inherited beliefs and ways in which we're not supposed to do that. We can't do that. It's very unladylike. We have to kind of break our people pleasing pattern to really go into our own power. Right. And as a little kid, you know, for me, I think it really has everything to do with I highly resonate with big cats. And I feel like I can call it a wild instinct that I have. It's like a almost in a good way, predatory in nature, that this was something I was unwilling to compromise on. And I think that we as women haven't really been nurtured or heavily supported in really leaning into what we deeply yearn for. Like, I don't know that I would be interesting to know if we took a pod, you know, a group of a hundred women and pulled them, what percent were actually super clear about what they were willing to uncompromise for, right? Not compromise for. 
And I don't know that women have ever really been given the whole permission to lean into knowing what they yearn for and making that okay within themselves. I think that's the first place to start, especially if like something like financial freedom speaks to you. Like if freedom speaks to you and it means something different for every person and every woman, but being wickedly smart is all about being grounded in that thing that is what you're really here to do to give life to in whatever way. Don't you think? Yeah, well, you know, I want to just tell you, I was 38 years old before somebody said the magic sentence to me, what is it that you want? Yeah. So not only would I underscore that most women are not taught to lean into what they deeply yearn for, most of right. us are taught to completely ignore what we, de at least yeah. I was, to completely ignore what we deeply yearn for in order to be in service to this false uh, narrative of what we yeah. ought to be as a wife, as a mother, as a female, you know, all of this yes. illusory narrative that is woven by advertising agencies and branding companies. Oh, and, yeah. You know, the, the news media and the uh, entertainment industry and everywhere you look, the invitation is to like, completely de-feminize yourself. Yes. Right? And so that includes defeminizing what you deeply yearn for. So I love that you're a big cat woman, Jaguar medicine, right here on the show. Oh yeah. We love the Jaguar medicine. And I also love the point that you made about breaking people pleasing. I'm still in that process. Oh, we all get, we get so caught in that, but that whole thing is constructed to disempower. And then we get homogenized. And when we tune in to the real heart wisdom that we carry, you started talking about, it's like, we're the ones who are really the innovators of the future because we carry those superpowers of intuition, of vision, of deeper knowing, of wider perspectives, of inclusiveness in new models that we would curate and create, right? And not creating new imbalances in systems. We would create new systems and frameworks that are much more expansive and inclusive where the well-being of all is considered. But what we don't do is take up first residence in our own heart first. And so we fall into that thing that you were describing. I call it the distinction between being of service and being in servitude. Mm -hmm. And being of servitude means I don't exist and nothing about me gets taken care of and my well-being doesn't matter. That's exactly who I it's was. It's almost like a drunkenness. It's like a narcotic. You know, it's like you know, and it's permeating, it's everywhere, it's in roles, it's in relationships, it's in books, it's in, and you have to, that's why I believe as this little kid, I was given this magic moment of personal sovereignty, so I would never forget. And I had my moments, right? I went left, I went right, I fell down, I stood up, I fell down, I got buried, and all of that, I had to work through my stuff. But I kept coming back, there's this something else that I know that needs to be revealed. Yeah. And it, that's what I would encourage women to really step into. Well, and you know, up until I was 38, the question of whether or not I could even have wants right. was, was not something that even, even was on the radar screen. It was a life, what I call a life opening moment. And I call now, I call this people pleasing process, I call it pretzeling. 
I spent so much <laughs> of my life like putting myself into a pretzel, yes. right, to make myself fit somebody else's expectations, the world's expectations, the advertising company's expectations, my parents' expectations, the education system's expectations, the religious system's expectations, until there was nothing left. And I'll never forget, Julie, going in when my son was in fourth grade, and he's 24 now, so this was a while ago, but it was after I had had my spiritual awakening, which kind of happened after that question, right? That was, that was the initiate, yeah. one of the initiations for me was having that question dropped into my consciousness, what do you want? And I, I remember going to his fourth grade classroom and walking in the room. At that point, I had, had popped, right? So I had started to wear clothes that I liked. I started yeah. to really ask what I wanted and started to be color, you know, feel colorful was a good thing and making art and, you know, just doing what I, I was starting to explore what it was that I wanted. And I'll never forget being in that classroom and looking around the room and, and recognizing in that moment, oh my God, everyone else in here is wearing khaki pants and carrying their, their coffee mug or their coffee cup they're all like oatmeal. Everyone's like oatmeal. And I'm yeah. like an orchid in the hayfield here. Yeah. Right. I oh, was like I an orchid that. in the hayfield. So, I love that metaphor. Yes. Yeah. So we're already at the break amazingly, but when we come back, we're going to dive deeper into how we can help our wickedly smart women to become the orchid in the hayfield in their own life and to really step into financial freedom. Cause this is like a slippery slope for so many women. People have a harder time talking about money than they do about sex. So we will be back in just a moment with Julie Steelman. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use some help. If you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a money donation. <laughs> we'll just go right ahead into asking for money here at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. And we also want to ask for your help in sharing the show with your lovely lady friends uh, who might benefit from our content. I want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We're now up to 26 countries. And today I want to shout out to our listeners in Kenya, which just came on last night. How serendipitous is that? I just looked last night and Kenya got added to our list. So of course, in honor of Julie Steelman and Julie in honor of Ken in Kenya, we thank you for listening and tuning. We'll be right back with Julie Steelman. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application.
And we are back with Julie Steelman. You can find out more about her and the Financial Freedom Institute at juliesteelman.com. I'm going to spell that for you. It's Julie, J-U-L-I-E, Steelman, S-T-E-E-L-M-A-N.com. And we will also have that in the show notes for you. So before we dive a little bit deeper into the conversation here, Julie, can you tell our listeners what are they going to find when they go to juliesteelman.com? Well, what you're going to find is a couple of things, a little bit of information about what financial freedom means and the couple of things that you can, if you have them in place in your business, will take you there. You can also get a copy of customizable closing scripts that convert, which are three of my favorite, very short, quick, customizable sales scripts that all of my clients from soulful to shy to I've got this personalities use every day and have success. And there's also a financial freedom quiz that you can take to find out where you are given where you want to be. And there's gaps between the levels between where we start making money and financial freedom. And there's usually a belief in there that's keeping you from the next level. And you can figure out what that is for you and get instant results. Love it. So please, ladies, go to juliesteelman.com, take the quiz and download the sales scripts. If you are somebody who's in a business of your own and you are doing some sales, or if you have your own business and have a sales team, download the scripts and give it to your sales team. Yeah. So Julie, what I really love about you is you are highly spiritual. You are deeply wild and you are expansively financially free. I like you've got the whole thing going on. So I want to talk about how you really were able to generate over a hundred million dollars in online advertising revenue, how you were able to set your own awareness in place to become financially free yourself mm-hmm. yeah, and what it is that you do on an ongoing basis to maintain your sovereignty. Yeah. Great, great slew of questions in there. You know, I think it really starts with spiritual orientation or, you know, what are your vision and your values? Whatever words are that you fit for what it is that gives you your driving energy for anybody that's listening. And I believe that finances and money are really being in a direct, empowered, co-creative relationship with the divine is really how it happened for me. It was a very clear intention to be able to make my way through corporate and earn my way out as quickly as possible. I think I was there for two weeks and I went, there's no way I'm spending the rest of my life outside some guy's office. And every December he'll decide if I get a two and a half percent raise. Because when I did the math, I was also an economics major. And so when I did the math, I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to get me where I want to go. Because I didn't really want to be doing that. I'm more of a wild soul, free spirit. And I wanted to explore life and it never really made sense to me that this was the model that you're supposed to be working every day of your life. And I feel like a lot of people and women are entrepreneurs because they don't want to be beholden to that system. And so with that being said, it was like I had a very powerful intention and I was in direct communication in my own spiritual way about that, meditating, sitting with it 
how do I navigate this road? What are the things that I need to move out of the way in my consciousness to get there? Sometimes I call it conscious cash flow. Like what are the things in consciousness you move so that cash can move in freely and your receptors are in a receiving mode instead of putting out all the negative stuff that gets imposed upon us as people and humans, but also even more so as women, there's a whole nother layer, right? Yeah. There's a lot of shame and grief and sorrow for women around money. And you said it, I was talking to someone who's a very world renowned teacher and healer. She has a ginormous business in the transformational world. They're probably doing 25 million. And she said, you know, Julie, I have more struggles with clients talking about money than about traumas. And it's like, it's really true. And so it's like along the way, you have to hold your vision of your truth. I had a truth about what was possible and I just held to it. And through that, as stuff came flying at me and I'm in a man's world in sales, they don't know what to do with me and I'm not going to play the game their way. What do I do? And there's stuff flying at you. You start reframing. You start putting things in different buckets. You start saying, that's your, that's your truth. That's not my lie. You know, you just start carving out. It's this thing we were talking about with sovereignty. You have to find your own sovereignty within all of the things that are come flying at you and make peace with it and be willing to, you know, walk that line. I do it all day, every day, checking in all the time. And I put structures in place in my business that support that. So the reasons I'm generating revenue are for the right reasons. Like if they're in service to something, there's a why, there's a bigger vision that I'm trying to fund, right? There's the money that comes into the bank account and there's what I can do with it. And that's all fine on this level, but on a bigger level, that yearning, that deep dream we talked about at the beginning, that's really where you are meant to do something, meant to catalyze something and go somewhere. You're funding that. So every time you make a sale, you're selling the possibility of that more than you're selling how great you are. Does that totally, make sense? Totally, totally, totally get that. Totally get that. And just, I want to underscore that. So for anybody who is in sales, when you're making sales, the sales conversation is into the vision. It's not yes. into your great thing or your great you know, program your great product, your great service, or your greatness, your personal greatness, it's into their vision. You're actually sherpaing, like you're you're escorting them into the next level of their vision. The way I see sales, Julie, is as a rite of passage. So if somebody is ready to make the rite of passage into their next evolution of who they are and who they're here to become, the sale is simple. It's just simply yeah. a matter of being the person who is uh, holding the rite of passage doorway available to the yes. prospect, to the prospect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. This whole thing really in a short sentence is a heroine's journey and you get to write the manual. Nice. Nice. Really? Well, I'm watching, I, I, we're, we're doing this on video as well as audio. So the listeners aren't going to be able to actually see this, but I am so drawn to this beautiful painting behind you. And I am drawn mm. to you talking about a little bit about uh, what you're doing with your award-winning wildlife photography, because this beautiful painting behind her, I'm going to describe it is, is like the flesh of a jaguar 
with beautiful flowers growing out of it. It's, it's gorgeous. And so I'd love to have you talk about what has happened for you in your journey, because you are one of these people who brings together spirituality as well as practicality in this journey to become a, an award-winning wildlife photographer. Like it's so far separate from all the other things that you have going on, but it's part of this bigger vision. So can you talk a little bit about your artistry? Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for asking that. It's like this little kid who got put on this golden through line of, I have to go to Africa. And the first time I went was with my late husband and I haven't stopped going since I go at least once a year. It's more like two times a year. And that's my sanctuary and it's my home and that's my soul food. My work in the world is to be a voice and bring their images out to people and show their life and to have women break through and be financially free. And there's a parallel between being free, being happy, and being the wild self. Not By wild, I mean the free self, the unbound self, the authentic self, not the cray-cray, whacked out, doing weird things self. Mm -hmm. And so my company name is Rose Leopard, and that's what this is. Ah. My One of my besties in South Africa, she makes these montages, and these roses are from her garden, and that's a part of a photo of a leopard which are directly related to jaguars, by the way. So the same, same coat, same cats, a little bit different spot mutation, but yeah. yeah. And it's like the wild instinct is what got me here and is what gave me this little girl who wanted to go to Africa, discovered this whole body of work about money and financial freedom, which would have never happened given that's why the dream is so important. Mm. You don't know where it's taking you. Yeah. I didn't know this many years later, I would have this knowing about this that I could share with women that I was navigating a paradigm inside my own sovereignty and creating my own reality around in cooperation with what was for the highest good, right? Yeah. And it's like, if we can do that, you know, then us wickedly smart women can start to shape and mold the world we crave to live in and we have a vision of. Well, I think we're in process with that. I right think now. we're actually. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Not only are we creating the world that we have vision for, but we are actually also witnessing the deconstruction right now of the world that no longer serves. And so we are in that very interesting bridge time. So I'd love to tie this back in to the money side of things, because as our global structures are literally collapsing everywhere around, right? Because yeah. they no longer serve. So just like in nature, things fall off the tree and they get mulched. The entire structure of our social constructs right now across all industries, healthcare, legal, you know, government, yeah, uh, education, across all the industries, and I've been seeing this for years, you know, we came to create a new reality well, the old reality is bound to be disintegrating, right? Yeah. So where does money, and that we only have time for a little short bit here, but where does money fit into this collapse and creation process? Well, I think it's, I think it, there's kind of three things I would say about it. I would say the systems that we're seeing going away are because they were built on fear and limitation and exclusion. And the systems that want to emerge are the ones based on love, inclusion, and well-being. And that I think money is a tool and money is also a natural resource on the planet, given the way the current construct works. And so we're in a paradigm 
where if we look at it that way, it's something to be nurtured and cherished and harvested versus hoarded and withheld. Nice. Nurtured, cherished, and harvested. So ladies, that is what we need to be doing with our money. Nurture it, cherish it, and harvest, harvest it. it, but not hoard it. Yeah. yeah, because it's part of the flow. Beautiful. Julie, it has been a pleasure. I mean, I literally could spend, we need to go to Africa for 10 days or something together. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yes, I could like spend hours and days with you <laughs> talking about everything. So I'm really excited that you came on the show and uh, Wickedly Smart Women, please do check out Julie's website, take the quiz, you know, do the things, do all the things so that you can become sovereign and connect with your wild self and be financially liberated and create the world that is in your vision, not the world that's coming out of your television, right? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that one just dropped that's right in. That's a meme. <laughs> uh, that one just dropped right in right there. Ooh. All right, all right, beautiful. Well, listeners, we do love feedback, so please let us know what you think of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that number in the show notes for you or sending questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout-out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and your vision in sight. And remember that you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.